Hello and Hello. welcome to Shobadub. Shobadub. <laughs> Sorry so. for the offensive accents. <laughs> uh, his was not mine. It might be a thing. <laughs> I hope not. But <laughs> so this is a podcast uh, where Bob and I. Hello. Yeah. By the way, my name is Tiffany. I'm Bob. Uh, <laughs> we will go over a few random animes and. Chinese novels and kind of duke it out and see which one is the best. Uh, sometimes we might agree. Sometimes mm-hmm. we might very heavily disagree. Yeah. Yeah. But, That's fine. Um, yeah. What, what, what matters is, is that at the end, we are both experts in different but similar fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bob has a lot of experience with anime. I also have experience with anime. Um, however, my forte as of right now lies in Asian translated novels, like Chinese novels, Korean novels, um, sometimes Japanese novels, they kind of don't appeal to me as much, but. Interesting. Okay. mm -hmm. So what kind of, uh, anime do you like, Bob? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I'm not watching a lot of anime right now. Uh, I mean, you and I are watching a couple things. But on my own time, I haven't uh, like really gone into something for a little bit. I rewatched Hanebado recently, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's a dub of that. Might be worth looking at at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show is 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 fun. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's 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 okay for what it is. Yeah. Uh, I did, definitely did not pick up on like the uh, uh, homoerotic aspects of it until. Uh, watching it with you or like watching the first episode with you or two but that is neither here nor there uh should we say welcome back because this is our second time doing this sure or i mean (laughs) hopefully this will be the only episode published right the only (laughs) episode regarding the two series that we're going to talk about yes uh and we won't have our digression into higaru no go I think because it was just something that I wanted to talk about for a second, and it didn't really produce any for any greater discussion. Mm, no, I was just gonna segue into like how mm-hmm. we've been watching a lot of dubs recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both usually sub people, but mm-hmm. recently we've been watching like Yu Yu Hakusho and dub, right. and which is an excellent dub. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the best, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I did. Did I show you an episode or two of Ghost Stories? I mean, I know about it. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen the highlight reels. Mm-hmm. Which I think of most of what people have seen of that show. Yeah. So. Oh no, we did watch an episode. Yeah. Yeah, like early on in our dating. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, in a way, I feel like the reason why I'm becoming more open to dubs is because I've. <laughs> Uh, started using an audiobook uh, app to read my Chinese and Korean mm. novels. So I'm kind of getting more uh, accustomed to like not completely on the nose translations or like, mm, mm. you know, just uh, mispronounce y- things and yeah. So. Th- things that are that are that use maybe odd word choice or the diction is unusual, uh, and because you use also use a a text to speech function, uh, 
something that I joke about every once in a while uh, is just like the, the computer doesn't know how to pronounce some words sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, none come to mind at the moment. Oh, quote. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, if, if ever like a quotation mark is not spaced properly, it'll just say the word quote and then keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of the magic. Like, like mm-hmm. what? yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh i peaked super hard sorry y'all uh but that that does kind of bring us around like back to the point that we were actually getting at which is like uh listening to these text-to-speech uh sometimes machine translated versions of asian novels is kind of similar to uh the uh, fan translated and fan subbed uh, anime of yore of old uh, from you know 20 30 years ago when that wasn't a huge market mm-hmm. uh, like it is today uh, so and we had to make do with yeah. translations that would come like two days or so after the airing if you're lucky yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all at, like super low video quality and there's just giant block text over and it's usually wrong but you may do because <laughs> i mean do yeah and and that's again like a lot of the charm of 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 the of the format is like yeah the the, the english can be clunky uh and maybe it's not an exact or it's not as faithful a translation of the meaning of the text as it could be uh but that amateur passion is what gives it a lot of flavor mm-hmm. uh that's cool you gotta respect people doing a lot of work for something that they really enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you also just like grit through it sometimes mm-hmm. for this story, you know, yeah. which is why, um, like MTL or machine translated novels mm-hmm. are so popular, is because you're you're reading it for the story, you know, not necessarily for the proper grammar or the flowery language you're reading it for the story you know so i think that's Mm -hmm. why i really do like the novels because they do have really like in capturing stories and plots uh enrapturing yes There's our first. Do, do we want, do we want to just call them Virginias? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's okay, call them Virginias sweet. from the show Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia, one of the main characters, she always uses, um, not always, but occasionally she'll she'll uh, mispronounce words or use the wrong mm-hmm. word. Uh, yeah, but in, in, that sounds it, similar. Yeah, but it, I feel like encapsulate. Wait, is that what I said? You you said encapsulating, which is not what I think you mean. Oh, I mean, yeah, but it still works. It, it is a word. I, it I, still it's, works. It, it's, it's, it's not the right word. I know, no. but it still works. It does still work in the English language. You're it right. works in that sentence. No. It does. It doesn't okay, mean what you so mean it to mean. <laughs> just so that, yeah, you guys kind of get a, um, a little preview <laughs> of what these discussions are going to look like. Yeah. Point being that like that bit is my favorite part of that show, because uh, it's always it's just the right wrong word. 
it's so it's always so good uh but this the 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 way that tiff and i are going to be talking about uh the things that we're that are that that we that we've viewed and are reviewing we'll, we'll kind of be talking about it on two different fronts uh it'll be as like a piece of work on its own uh talking about the story uh maybe a little bit about the writing style as far as we can tell but like the structure the way that that the stories are conveyed uh but also reviewing those awkward fan dubby moments mm -hmm. uh because these are not perfect yes you could even argue that they are not good uh but oh i mean uh, they're charming exactly yeah it's it's not about it being perfect it's about uh how well do these amateurs use the tools they have to produce something that is polished enough that you can get through it mm -hmm. uh which one do you want to talk about first Mm, let's talk about i guess the um happy sugar wives since that's mm -hmm. what we reviewed first sure yeah we can do that definitely mm -hmm. uh so uh all right so we randomly selected two series uh one uh anime fan dub for us to watch and one uh uh translated novel for us to read Yes. Uh, and the anime we spun was Happy Sugar Life, uh, a show from, you say, 2016, 2017? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it feels about right. <laughs> One of those. I should know. Hold on. It's, it's only from a couple years ago. It's, it's, it's part of, or it's been put out recently enough that it would not be surprising to find, like, a professional uh, dub of the show. 2018. 2018. Even, so, yeah, even more so. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess it like it just missed the like popularity cut. Uh, so I remember people talking about this show a little bit as it was coming out. Mm -hmm. I didn't, but for <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But for the people mm -hmm. who don't know what Happy Sugar Life is, what is the um, premise? Yeah. So uh, the uh, the story follows uh, mostly. The perspective of a young girl, probably uh, high school age, named Sato, uh, who is working to support uh, herself and a young child named Shio. Mm -hmm. uh, as the the first episode progresses, we learn that uh, Shio is not Sato's like sister, or even like sister. Uh, or like not even like her stepsister or a cousin they're they're unrelated um but they're lovers right they're they're lovers quote unquote in the kind of like warped perspective of our main character uh which is something i also want to bring up about yeah like how far is too far with what like at which point is love bad or love for a child at which point is a love for a child um i guess pedophilia right and so i guess that we yeah let's just 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 take that leap um, <laughs> the the like series and we, we we didn't get very far uh there are only three episodes of this translated online that we could find or dubbed or a dub that we could find mm -hmm. uh, you can find it on amazon prime yeah it's on amazon it's on it's on youtube it's it's in a lot of places uh but the um 
the the first episode uh, is meant to kind of contrast this uh, this this uh, hypocrisy uh, in Sato, our main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she um, confronts her manager, uh, who has uh, like over the course of the, or like during the events of the first episode uh, imprisoned and uh, at, at least once probably raped no no raped uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh over one... the course of a few days he's been missing for a few days yeah i was i was gonna i was gonna gonna bring that up he's been mi- he's been missing for at least several days yeah because probably that whole time a, yeah. she was doing it overtime exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. probably at least a week mm-hmm. um and uh so uh her, her uh sato's manager has kidnapped and imprisoned and been raping uh a boy uh, who was one of Sato's co-workers. Uh, but at the same time, Sato cohabitates uh, as the lone, like not even legal caretaker, just the lone other individual uh, in, a, in an apartment with this small child, Shio. And who they also know in the beginning that she hasn't known for very long. Yeah, I, I, I remember mm-hmm. catching, I caught that detail too. Uh and I, I assume that, like, going over the course, or going through, throughout the course of the story, like, time frames become really important. Uh, we, we, we see at least, like, a week's time, or like, probably about a week's time or so pass over the course of this first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know if this is, like, they've only been living together for a couple days to mean that Shio and Sato have li- been living together for, like, a week, a month. Maybe it's really only been, like, two days. I imagine it's been perhaps a week or less because she's still, towards the end of the episode, you see that she still has um, trash bags that you assume are bodies mm-hmm. of perhaps Chio's parents mm-hmm. um, that are still in, still in the apartment. So per- I feel like it's been pretty recent. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Um, and, and because we, we didn't get very far, we don't know the exact timeline. Uh, but something that both of these series have in common is they begin with a prologue. Uh, the prologue to Happy Sugar Life is, uh, what looks to be the end of the story. Uh, where Shio and Sato, I don't know, where they, they, they embrace on the top, sorry, on the roof of a burning building. And Shio, the much younger child, appears to be the one who decides to throw them both off the roof of that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> this seems to be like something they planned for, something they they accepted. Um, but oddly enough, mm. in the um, <clears throat> end song, that's mm-hmm. translated and dubbed, yes. which is really cool i i love how they did that i was gonna ask about that or i wanted to talk about that a little bit but sorry keep going um i the end line of the song because i was watching it i was like oh i should probably be listening (laughs) to the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) and so towards the end of the song i i think the line was a lot something similar to like how if she ever loses this love then she will happily um off herself like it it said it beautifully like in a nice way (laughs) but it was basically she would basically 
just commit suicide if mm-hmm. she no longer had this love. So uh, right. that kind of makes me think about the beginning scene of episode one where she they're propelling off the building. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> this is their way of preserving their happy sugar life. Well, no, yeah, pre- preserving. So the before we, uh, I want to before we delve into that real quick. How do you feel about uh, just like taking it straight back to to like 1997? How do you feel about translated opening and ending themes? I like them. I do. Um, even though I know, or perhaps because I know that they're not meant to be literal translations of the song it's supposed to be just like oh a way that you can portray the same message while making the song fit like the lyrics fit whatever melody is going on i i think these are both pretty literal translations Mm -hmm. i mean as close as they can be i mean i I think they're very close Mm -hmm. uh i i suspect this because at least for the ending theme i'm Mm -hmm. not sure about the opening but the ending theme the uh the cadence of the vocals is really weird Mm -hmm. uh and it seems like they were trying to bend a close translation of the lyrics uh to this very non-english vocal cadence Mm-hmm. Rather than adapting the, rather than doing what you're talking about, mm-hmm. where you like adapt the meaning of the text, uh, so it still fits both. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of like emphases on the wrong syllables. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that aspect of it. Really reminded me of the early, um, the original fruit basket um, mm-hmm. uh, translated intro. It's like the original is like. Tanoshi, come on. Um, and then sure. I know the English one is like something. Oh man! Oh no! Tanoshi, <laughs> join in the company we share. Our tears mm. will dissolve into thin air. But you know, mm. it's like. You know that's not the literal translation of it, right? They 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 actually like took that that kind of next step in adaptation, where it isn't it isn't just a translation. It's like they actually took the time to rework the meaning of the text to fit the cadence of the music. Yeah, cool. which is what I think they did also for this. No, I I, think I, so. I, I deeply suspect the opposite. I think so because I I think so. I really did enjoy the um um i guess a a literal trans no i'm trying to think of like a literal literally translated right which is difficult between english and japanese because they're such different languages anyways there's a lot of a lot of like context that you don't get in one that doesn't or that you get in one that doesn't translate over to the other mm-hmm uh, but also, again, like, uh, if... Oh. Mm, good. Um, one, I don't know if it's literally, literally translated, but mm-hmm. since we were just talking about you, Hakusho, mm-hmm. how the cadence is different, mm-hmm. 
how it's like um uh living in a town mm-hmm. in a faceless crowd i need but mm-hmm. perhaps what you're thinking of is just the the quality of the singer no no nope. whatever it's it's, it's 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 literally the way that the words overlap what? with the rhythm <laughs> just just so you know the reason why we're harping on this for so long is mm-hmm. because bob is a musician he plays the drums and, and you're a singer too and everything he finds music which is so romantic and poetic but I, it's also frustrating it can be no of course so i did take some other notes about like as an adaptation, the sound is really weird in this in this in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Beyond my gripes with the opening and ending theme having some weird vocal things to them, uh, not just in the perform or not in the performance necessarily, in just the way that the words overlap with the rhythm, or the words interact with the rhythm. Uh, it seemed like the background to this show was really empty. I don't know if you noticed that at all, but there was very little like happening in the background, uh, whether it's like background <laughs> noise or like shuffling around or like people talking. Uh, there's also almost no score. Mm. There's almost no music in this first episode, mm-hmm. uh, which made it feel really empty. There's a lot mm-hmm. of just space or just one sound happening at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'm trying to think about, like, why that may have been. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, like, on, on the one hand, it's possible that they, like, didn't know how to get, uh, or, like, didn't want to take the time to acquire the background music to the show. Or and then re, re, re And then, like, re-add it in as its own audio track, because that would be a pretty good amount of work. Do you know if the show has background music that was the yeah i'm not sure okay uh we have not seen this episode uh subtitled mm-hmm. we, uh, or in its original audio context so we don't i'm not sure if there is uh supposed to be all this kind of empty space in the soundscape but it feels like because there are a couple of moments where there is a soundtrack or where, where there is like backing music it feels like they just didn't have either the means or the uh, awareness to add in the score for a lot of the a lot of the backing track or for a lot of the episode. Okay. Which gives it this this kind of uh, like not necessarily creepy but very unsettling vibe. Mm, I see. I see. Mm. So as 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 a fan work. It's admirable that, that they did what they did, but I can I can see I can see the scenes, I can feel the scenes. That's the end of that. <laughs> mm, yeah. I guess I'm I'm like, am I going to take on the role of the skeptic? Is that my job? I don't know. Not, I feel like you're. Am I the nitpicker? <laughs> it's getting pretty detailed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, and I guess really since like both of us are are more expert in one thing or the other uh i don't mind being the nitpicker for the fan dub anime if you're the nitpicker for the fan translated novels because i don't know enough but that's the thing i'm not a nitpicker for the fan translated novels Mm. because i 
come from the realm of MTLs. Machine translated novels. And so just having a string of sentences that make sense Mm. is amazing to me, you know? So let's, yeah. And you're right. And and, and like, Mm. I I guess I'm saying all these things not to detract from the work that is presented. Yeah. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to take a 23 minute episode of a TV show in a different language uh, and redo the audio. Yeah. Uh, because like, on the one hand, like, yes, there's a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of soundtrack missing, but if that's true, then that means that they redid not only the foreground audio, but also a pretty fair amount of the background audio, mm. which is a lot of time. The Foley work is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, is thing- it? the mm. Okay. So mm. I don't think we should talk about this until we watch the subtitled episode and we can tell if they completely remade this whole thing fair okay. or if they <laughs> sorry I'm, no no you're, you're right you're right we're talking about foley work in a fandom i think that's kind of it's it, it, it is fans taking the work of localization into their own hands yeah and if they're gonna do that then it kind of merits like being compared to larger productions i think mm-hmm. i agree but we also need to confirm that they are doing that you're right you're right uh yeah, because I don't know. I guess I just mm. want to keep this as like it's shobuda. Yeah. It's <laughs> like <laughs> it's a contest between the two, and it's. I don't really mm. think it's fair to like talk about audio and foley and all that stuff in mm. something when compared to a book. <laughs> it's like you know you don't really have that. I was I was thinking about <laughs> that too, but at the same time, it's like the if if we're t- talking about these not just as uh you know art on their own but also as a a fan labor to reproduce that work uh um, i i, I, I want to talk about it okay because it, it's it, it it shows it's emblematic of like what the the translators are like uh, either able or willing to do mm-hmm they were able and willing to redub all of the all of the the main audio. They missed some stuff in the background. Sup- Great. Uh, supposedly. Hope. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> we, we we can know. Okay. So oh, you're right. So and then in, in that case, whether it's the, the the fan work or the original, there's a lot of empty space in the background of this show. Wait. <laughs> can we just pause? No, we gotta then... keep going watch part of the sub know it because i just don't uh, even care yeah. about this okay aspect. you're right so so let, let's do like an episode 1.5 okay we'll, 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 we'll finish this and even if it's just me i'll go and watch the first episode okay and then yeah. i'll come and record either an apology <laughs> or an i told you so if we can have a separate <laughs> segment for bob's audio and instrumental <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually I'm gonna write that down because that actually is is a good idea. Okay. Make but a note to get us back on some kind of track. Well, I guess we were going down a track, but it's just not the track I wanted to go down. Yeah. Well, in that case, <laughs> if I can redirect you, um, the uh, something that the, the show at least uh, intends to, to to talk about and the dub does portray kind of well is this idea of 
like divergent personalities mm-hmm. uh both in uh both in our lead sato but also in the manager mm-hmm. uh and we get a little bit of it in shio kind of later on down the line oh about like the way that or the the, the like different selves that manifest in different situations something that i i talked about the first time we recorded this uh was the way that the actors can are actually pretty adept at uh portraying that shift in persona exactly yeah i noticed that also mm-hmm. uh how did you, how did you feel about this show's portrayal of uh these kind of multiple selves i found it really interesting and also i thought it was skilled <laughs> i thought it was skilled because um like the 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 scene that i noticed it most prevalent was um when she's wiping down the tables in the restaurant and her coworker comes over and she accidentally spills some water on the table and then she gives her a little warning and so initially she's like oops sorry and then she's like just so you know blow the line she's like "Uh goodbye do not (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) so um yeah i like that and um um yeah so there's a lot of emotions emotion that's portrayed through the vocal acting that um like um let me think of another example oh another example is when uh like sato opens the cabinet and reveals what's his name mitsuboshi and she's like um no no i don't want to reference that one the other one eh, yeah. <clears throat> it's just in um i in relation to uh how the um audio sorry <laughs> oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought um in relation to how the voices um change um I'm reminded of how, uh, like, the background changes. And whenever uh, Sato is talking or focusing on Shio, like, how it becomes starry and sparkly and flowery, but in reality completely fades and is completely overshadowed by this very nice pastel image. And... It's like the switch is not only portrayed visually, but um, orally by the um, vocal actors. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's a cool touch. And it's something that, that like not only was probably there in the original text, but also like the, the performers communicated pretty well. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, watching it again today, that uh, scene you first talked about was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. The one where uh, the the other like the other server is like, oh sorry about that. Don't fuck with us. Uh, the um, uh, why was she getting so much hate from not the manager? 
I think it's because of jealousy. Like Mitsuboshi was the hot shot at the restaurant, which is why they're like, I can't believe you told Mitsubashi Mitsuboshi no. Like it's like a bit of jealousy. They're jealous of her popularity and which is why when she comes in and she's immediately approached by the top guy, they're like, you need to know your place. Like, you're at the bottom of the rung in this whole kingdom. Like, we've been here for longer. You need to respect the system that's going on. Uh, use the word kingdom. What does kingdom mean in this context? Because they, she also said this is her paradise. Wait, which is she? Oh, the manager. She said this is her paradise. This is her kingdom. She's um, the ruler. Did she say ruler or queen? Uh, I I assume it was ruler in the original context. Mm-hmm. But queen was what was what we got. Yeah. So she is the head. I guess. Oh uh, no, a Japanese has a word for queen, right? Jo. Isn't that isn't that queen? Old Jo. I feel like I, 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 I've heard the word Jo-sama as like Her Majesty. Like Ojo-sama. Oh, no, you not, have to have Ojo. the O. You mm. have to have the O. It's a sign of respect. Oh, interesting. Okay. Ojo, Osake, Omizu. I've definitely heard just Jo. Okay, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. It's a good, good <clears throat> other thing for me to take note of. Hey, we research. have phones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well. But, but, so the reason I was asking about this in particular is, like, um, the fact that this series, I guess, is intending to at least have some commentary on uh, divergent mental capacities, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think, part of this show's, like, edgelord reputation when it was first coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forget. Sorry, there's a fly in the room. It's really bugging me. Um, no, I just wonder like how how edgy is it gonna get? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we already have kidnapping, sexual assault, uh, implied murder, uh, and de uh, um, dissection of body dismemberment. Parts. Yeah, dismemberment. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, yeah. There's there's a, there's a oh plus, uh, fire. Perhaps arson. Maybe arson, yeah. And I, I was also gathering that, like, um, uh, Sato uh, says early on that she she has a lot, or no, one of her other, I guess now former co-workers, so like, oh, you have so many boys throwing themselves at you. Uh, how can you turn them down? Uh, which to me implies that she just has had a lot of relationships. That is in the synopsis. It is, okay, yeah. Uh, and I assume that at least some of them, based on the fact that like the one we see right at the beginning, is a a young man like carrying a briefcase, is probably not just with her peers but also with like older men. Mm. So there, there's there's a, a, at least a little bit of implied pedophilia, right at the beginning, and then it's just kind of throughout. As a um, devil's advocate for that, mm. in Japan, um, briefcases are common. Uh, in school. Oh, really? Children. Mm-hmm. Weird. Crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, sidebar. <laughs> Tiff lived in Japan for four years and taught English there. <laughs> yeah. 
so she has a lot more context to like how things work than I do. Mm. Speaking of relative expertise, I have spent zero years living in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like traveling, so I love learning about other cultures. I've been to a lot of countries, and I love learning about. Mm. Yeah, but what were we talking about? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, well, we were talking about divergent mental, uh, like or yeah, m- mental illness mm-hmm. in the way that is that is portrayed, mm. along with like divergent personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I think we did talk about most of it. Cool. Um, yeah. Let's see if I had any other points. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. Oh right, uh, hypocritical, hypocritical main character. About like she literally says it's wrong to love children. Okay, sorry about that small interruption. Uh, I was a dummy and impressed with the space bar, and there's gonna be a little bit of a jump cut <laughs> there. Anyways, um, yeah, hypocritical, uh, hypocritical main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sato, uh, like. Uh, confronts her manager about or like using the phrase it's wrong to love children while at the same time cohabitating yes being in a relationship with a child yeah being in some kind of encouraged performative relationship with a child because they did get married right yeah that they uh we we see like a a brief performance of a uh, of of a wedding ceremony Mm -hmm. um we don't know if this happens a lot we don't know if if uh, this is like the first time ever that they've like gone through it, but they they clearly have some kind of routine down to this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like it's interesting because um, it really brings up the 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 question of like mm, not really the question, just how it's becoming more and more not necessarily prominent, but at least um, talked about. Uh, how mm, innocence is being um, a sought after trait in uh, uh, I guess a partner and innocence in the sense that they 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 don't know anything like she literally like I think she says at some point um, uh, yeah that she doesn't know much about the world and she's innocent and that's part of why she loves her is because she doesn't know anything and so that's also why l and stranger things was so um fetishized and why um and what is the name of that movie the one with bruce willis and the girl who's a redhead and she's naked fifth element element. and why she was so fetishized is because of her innocence and being born and new to the world and and um yeah it it this show really brings up the discussion of uh pedophilia (laughs) well i guess the yeah pedophilia but also like the 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 fetishization mm-hmm. of of youth and innocence yeah uh which again having that experience firsthand 
I think it's a big problem in Japan. Mm. Or like a, a pretty deeply ingrained element of the culture. Not just Japan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem everywhere. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you know have like waifus who are like 10? Uh, how many people that I know are 10? I don't think I know any 10 year olds. Uh, but, but, but to answer your question, I also don't know anyone that would admit to having a ten-year-old waifu. That's a great question. Uh, anime waifu—that's what Still, I meant. Right, right, right. Yeah, and likewise, that's what—that's what I meant. They wouldn't admit to it. No one that I know. How much? What is the age of a majority of the girls in the animes? Anime is geared towards. Right, it's geared towards usually like middle school and high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're somewhere in that range, like that 12 to 18. 18 is optimistic. It is but, optimistic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, I, like, that's a huge conversation we, we could have, we could have about, like, the way that media like anime encourage uh, fetishizing not just youth, but this kind of perpetual youth uh, that fiction allows, because mm-hmm. it's it's a drawing, it's a character on a screen, mm. which is never going to age. Uh, that's way too deep <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. way too much for right now. <laughs> I see. That, that, You're right. That, that'll be a bonus episode, not on the second channel, but the third channel. <laughs> One point two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we like pause this recording and then immediately restart <laughs> to go talk about pedophilia and anime. Yeah, perpetual pedophilia, yeah. Uh, <sighs> but Anyways. as a segue, because I'm good at those. <laughs> so in um, this anime, the manager, when she's yelling mm-hmm. at uh, Sato, for um, confronting her about her um, uh, abduction of uh, Mitsubishi. I keep wanting to call him Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Okay. Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi. Mm. I think you use all three. I think so. <laughs> Is there a be? Mitsubishi? Uh, anyways, <laughs> apologies again for the offensive accent. Uh, so she says kids your age should learn how to respect their elders which is a common um, theme in Asian uh, media Mm. because of the culture how um, you know you're supposed to respect your elders filial Mm. piety and um, just um, showing respect to the hierarchy social hierarchy and um, that is something also in uh, Chinese novels and Korean novels. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily um, a saint who was adopted by the Grand Duke, which is the novel that we read. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. And, and that one segues neatly too from it also takes place in an academic setting. Mm-hmm. At least we think kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just... Uh, I, I, like I said a second ago, uh, th- this this series also has a prologue. This is a much beefier prologue. Uh, 
tell us about the prologue here. What happens in the in the beginning of this of this novel? Uh, in the beginning of this novel, we get to learn about uh, Dean, who is the Grand Duke, uh, Priest Pedrick, who is a priest from the temple, Dana, um, who is our MC, Dana, who's also sometimes called uh, Dania, Dania, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> Rabian or Rabian, Rabian. Dabian, <laughs> who is uh, the green tea bitch, <laughs> uh, and Khalid, or is it Khalid? I think they DJ. just say. <laughs> I think they say Khalid, uh, who's a, a pal- paladin. He's an aspiring paladin. Mm. Or he becomes a paladin, and yeah, yeah. but. In the prologue, we see our main character, Dana, who is the um, saint uh, with the holy power from, um, I'm guessing a goddess. We don't really. Mm. Uh, oh, no. It, it yes, we did learn point. about this yeah. statue. Uh, there's a statue and the, the prologue mentions the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't write it down because I just thought, like, oh, we learned the name. Cool. I should have. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. But um, Dana is the saint. However, she's chained up and uh, tortured and leached for her blood so that Rabian, who is not the saint, (laughs) but is touted as being the saint, can drink her blood and attain the powers required to do saint duties. Uh, Rabian... uh, yeah, Khalid is um, Dana's uh, past friend, and uh, he's also now a guard who um, watches over her and aids in her torture. Um, then uh, some servants come in to feed her, and she commits suicide by biting her tongue. And then we learn that she has a kind of Groundhog's Day scenario going on where she mm-hmm. keeps um, reviving as a, her past self uh, around when she was how old? 13? 14? 13 normally, but she revives and she's 12. Yes. And that's a big deal. Yes. But, um, yeah. And the reason why it's such a big deal is because now she has a chance to escape before she was always returned to a point where she could never um, escape from the fate that mm-hmm. um, she had lined up for her. Yeah. So and actually, Groundhog's Day is a really good comparison. Uh, last time we talked about this, I, I referenced ReZero, mm. uh, which has uh, a lot more of the video game kind of components built into the narrative. Uh, but yeah, Groundhog's Day is a great one. Thanks. I don't know why I didn't think about that earlier. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, so uh, uh, as as somebody who is uh, not, who has at this point only read one uh, translated Asian novel, no, no, I read one of the uh, the Death Note novels too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. Um, how does this compare to what you have read in the past? Uh, I would say that this novel is, like, really 
easy to read and digest and digest it's pretty elementary when it comes to like a asian novel uh because it's mm, although there's quite a few characters and the names aren't as conventional it's not like it's um uh it's shushi and uh jushi and <laughs> um <laughs> and uh yaoshi and mm-hmm. it's not um as detailed into the culture or um like the ancient chinese culture asian culture it actually goes into a fairy tale culture or based off of i'm guessing european um yeah european uh, society yeah the the, the like th- thing that I, I i likened to last time was it feels a little bit like full metal alchemist esque mm. where there there are names that are meant to sound and feel vaguely european mm-hmm. uh but they just so, some of them don't quite work mm-hmm. uh dana is probably the most is like is like the closest one yeah spelled d-a-i-n-a and sometimes Pronounced. It's probably pronounced and spelled Dania. Dania. <laughs> yeah, not Defar, Dania. <laughs> uh, but the. Yeah, uh, so uh, from what I remember, though, like the, the things that you really enjoy, Tiff, are stories about uh, kind of court intrigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was what I gathered was like the story is trying to kind of set up. Uh, in these first couple chapters, we only learn a little bit. We, we, we see this kind of past life of our main character, and then she revives and she goes about a couple hours of one of her days mm-hmm. uh, living at this temple. Yeah. Uh, where she, you know, takes, takes classes about magical arts and does, I guess, some other stuff too, probably. We don't know too much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but. The uh, story seems to be setting up this idea of now that she has been reincarnated, not at the usual time, but at a point further back in history, where she has a different relationship with all these uh, important characters, what I think is going to happen is she has to try to manipulate the people around her to not turn against her in the future. She'll have to do Um. those kind of court maneuverings to, like, set herself up as the good guy Mm, which is (laughs) so um Mm. hold on there's i i've read so many novels Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've read so many novels and there's a whole bunch of like different tropes that i can think of Mm -hmm. and um this one is not one of them like that Mm. you're describing Mm. Or I don't believe it's being set up that way. Oh, For that okay. one, I would believe that it's... Um, I think you're right in that she's not transmitting transmigration, mm-hmm. transmigrating, or um, being transported to a different place. She's mm-hmm. reincarnating, so she mm-hmm. does have all the memories of her past life. Um but I don't think she's going to try to manipulate them into changing the story for um, to make it everything good and make her life good. No? 
I think she's like she definitely says that she's approaching the Grand Duke to die. <laughs> you know, like she's she's not trying to better her life. If anything, I think she's going to go down the route of revenge, uh, improve her life, and also get revenge on Robian and Khalid and the temple. And um, I, I I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I disagree a little bit mm-hmm. because the uh, the the narration of the this, this, these first two chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, does describe uh, her conflicting feelings mm-hmm. about Khaled in particular. No, she says she definitely has no feelings for him whatsoever. No? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she said she has no feelings for him whatsoever. What about, what do you think about um, uh, another name that we hear in the prologue and that I assume is going to come up like further down the line because mm-hmm. this, this hasn't happened yet. She might not even be alive yet, mm. is Annie. Yeah, because Annie, I'm guessing, because she's lived her life many times, Annie is someone she's met many times. Mm-hmm. So she knows Annie's compassion. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do agree with you that Annie and Rachel, the two servants who came in to feed her, mm-hmm. are going to show up again. Yeah, so so Annie, I think, occupies this kind of middle ground along with Khaled. Where they they are, uh, like Annie and Khaled are both complicit in the violence against uh, Dana, but I think they're redeemable. Which which leads me to to, to to further believe that like maybe not with Robbie Ann. Uh, Robbie Ann's not redeemable. She does seem seem to be like the this this, this kind of master manipulator. Mm-hmm. Um, but with 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 some other some other characters, I think they're meant to be redeemed. Yeah. Including Khaled. I agree. Uh, especially since they kind of already give him an out as to, like, oh, how he changed after starting to guard Robian. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be, like, is it mind control? Is he a zombie? I don't think it's mind control. I think maybe she just poisoned his mind with words about um, Dana. And... Social manipulation. <laughs> 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 And, um, yeah, it, this is definitely, in my eyes, going down this route of revenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, she, if, she, if she's, she has someone who has nothing to lose, you know, if she dies, mm-hmm. there's a chance she's going to come back to life again anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck does she have to lose, <laughs> you know? Oh, so yeah, I wonder. So, she's either gotta seek death or revenge okay i wonder even if like she'll die pretty soon after the point where we stop reading and then go through those first couple days again mm-hmm. and decide to say okay i'm in a new kind of sub loop uh but dying still didn't like let me die permanently maybe instead of trying to off myself i should try to actually pivot escape yeah that the reason why i don't <laughs> think that's <laughs> <laughs> it's that is because there's also another trope where um um the um mc has a kind of system um 
they die, they're reincarnated or they're transmigrated to some place and they awaken with an internal system. They have challenges or they have, uh, um, like HP or not HP, but, um, what's it called? MP? No, not MP. Mm. Um, like emotional meters. They have mm. to kind of like how an otome game goes. Never played an otome game. Or a romance game where you need to get someone's love level up. And in mm. those situations, because it has that aspect that's similar to a game, there are um, kind of save point situations. Right. But yeah. I don't think this is going to be one of them. I, I don't think so either. Mm. Uh because the the number given at the beginning of the series is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen is not a lot of reps, mm-hmm. even if it is. If if some of those are like years potentially or decades mm-hmm. of existence before you die again, mm-hmm. um, especially with something as intense as a lived-in RPG. But they also say that she kept being revived. Right, right. So maybe she can't, she wasn't really dying. How, what? Un- How she mean? wasn't really dying until she died and then reincarnated. I don't know. Oh, so, so like she hasn't reincarnated before? Uh, I feel like there, no, be she more... has reincarnated before, but. But she hasn't like reset before? She hasn't reset as many times as she would have. Oh, that could, that could be. Because she yeah. kept being brought back to life but oh no, no, no. Yeah. oh these are, these are things that we didn't take notes on and didn't pay attention <laughs> no to. i think it's just things that we don't know because we haven't gone further than oh yeah how we've been doing um deciding how much to read and watch is mm-hmm. like we we watch one episode of like a 25 minute anime and then i try to read a novel for 20 to 25 minutes right and tiff is a much more avid reader than i so to give ourselves the best chance possible we're having her read first uh just so we know how far we need to go although i did like like uh doing them together mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we should keep doing that yeah, yeah. i think so Sweet. and then just awkwardly take notes next to each other and not share our thoughts <laughs> until we get here i like that too yeah felt like we were in a classroom yeah uh speaking of sharing thoughts i did take some notes mm-hmm. uh some nitpicky notes oh <laughs> uh, but they're uh i took some nitpicky notes too so yeah and, and they're they're they're, they're things kind of like what we talked about earlier where like the diction is kind of awkward and some of the 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 like more descriptive segments of of, of the novel uh where it's just it's like just the wrong word mm-hmm. it's close but it's not quite the right thing uh the table splattering like splatter just doesn't work with something like a table splintering yeah splintering shattering uh the table shatter yeah tables can shatter if, if you hit it hard enough sure i imagine a table would splinter right regardless these are like both words that are similar to splatter oh uh, but but it's not quite. was that a virginia Hmm? You being a Virginia too? No. <laughs> I'm I'm pointing out You said Okay, never mind. I'm pointing out their Virginia. Mm-hmm. They Virginia. 
they 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 Virginia a lot. Uh, but something that I that I thought was interesting, and I'm not sure if this is uh, the Bitcoin. translation being unusual, or if it's something that was actually in the text. But in the first and second chapter, um, the uh, internal narration shifts person a couple times. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you, you also got those. Yeah, it goes from third person to first person. Yeah, it, like in the same sentence. I am. Yeah. Yeah, or, or or I and she. So when I did the audiobook version, I did not include the translator notes. So let me go over them real quick. Mm. This this information that I did not know we had. Cool. Yes. I was curious as to whether this uh, implied something <clears throat> that was, uh, like there's the character Dana, but also this other kind of separate being inside dana who was the saint who was being reincarnated like mm-hmm. dana just happened to be chosen as the vessel mm-hmm. uh but i guess we'll find out in the liner notes if that was the case or not and the translator notes do not say anything about tense change or name mm. okay cool so i wonder i like i don't speak any korean i don't read any korean i wonder oh no it's in- translator notes in English. Right, right. But but still, like, we can't check the original text. Mm. Because I don't speak Korean or read Korean. Yeah, that's... Um, I really like that about most translated novels or Asian novels that I read include translator notes. Mm-hmm. So if there's a phrase that um, is typical in the original language but not in english they'll have like a footnote at the bottom that explains it some Mm. of them will even have pictures of items that are mentioned and it's really it's really informative it's like Mm. because the people who are translating them they're they want to share yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense uh that was a thing in like fan translations of anime too Mm mm-hmm uh, like again, kind of showing our age a little bit, uh, but there I remember that that being a thing in a couple of series that I watched, mm-hmm. where on top of the text, or they, like on top of the, the translation, there would be some kind of note at the same time, about like this word or this term refers to this thing or this place or this event, and here's why it's relevant, mm-hmm. uh, which in something. Uh, temporal like animation is really clunky Mm -hmm. and really awkward because you have to be able to consume not only the the, the main text of the translation as well as the image on screen Mm -hmm. but also this side text this footnote at the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, but i i like that more than what they do in modern day translations where they just change it to something relevant to the culture that they're translating into yeah, well, it, but that's what localization is, right? Yeah. It, you, you still get you still get the meaning of the text, even if it's not a literal translation of the text. There is something lost in translation. You're right, but it's still more achievable to a broader audience. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, accessible, not achievable. Achievable yeah. works. Accessible is better. Yes. That's not a Virginia. 
That is Virginia. That's definitely not Virginia. That is. No. That's a Virginia. Hey, give us um give us some feedback. Was that a Virginia? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we we can like take a poll get get a, a running total of Virginias over the course of the Who series. Who had the more the more Virginia? <laughs> Who had the most Virginias? Ooh. That's Ooh. not a Virginia. That's Who's just had the bad more? grammar. Who the had the more Virginia? I know what was in there. I apologize. I know. Sorry. Sorry, Especially man. since you have a stutter. How dare you? <laughs> no, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Guess you're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Put yourself on the couch. You're sleeping on the couch because of your of yourself. Because of my my. You roasted yourself, so you put yourself on your own couch, which means you just sleep next to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you want to conclude this? I guess we should. Well, we haven't talked about this but much. Oh, you want to keep going? Okay. Um, well, uh, what else do you want to talk about with with the, these these first couple chapters? Um. The, the the only thing that I really latched onto besides the names are weird was that one detail about the the person changing in in the narration. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes it's or it's it would swap from first to third or vice versa mid thought. Yes, I had those as well. Um, I also had, um. LOL at self help adjustment was made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she she um what would be another way to say that that she had uh, like she checked herself. <laughs> she had an epiphany. Maybe, yeah. She had a an awakening. I, I wish I remembered the text around that phrase. That's a, that was a really good one. That's a really good one. But after that, I was thinking, um, like that these are often unedited translations of unedited web novels. So mm. it's like, or or um, it's a translation, mm. or it's an edited MTL translated novel yeah that makes sense and so it's like they might not even know what this is supposed to say but they're just like oh or that's what it told us or if this might not be the case with this novel because it this is a korean novel but in a lot of chinese novels you see heavy censorship um so in this novel i saw that she said something like she mentioned self-harm instead of um suicide and um Mm. so i was wondering if that was just the translators were choice or if it was in the original story um because at least in chinese novels you know how there's censorship laws and it's (laughs) it's really funny to read uh smut (laughs) Chinese translated smut because they'll have like her flower box and (laughs) and 
the cavern and he entered the cave and it's like it's really funny so um yeah i hope we get to um i hope we get to read some smut <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure we'll both read and watch some very uncomfortable material as we go uh preemptive content warning for the future <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, no, last thing. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Last thing, I was like, the reason why this is pretty elementary is because um, they weren't really painting a picture. I mean, they were mm, yeah. like, they didn't paint a picture. They just basically told what happened and their mm-hmm. reaction to it. And we, 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 we learned very little details about like the surroundings, mm-hmm, what they were wearing, yeah. who looks like what, um, Except for, facial expressions. Except for Khaled. We, we, we learned his hair color. Oh. And we also learned the that. The shape of his eyes. Um, I don't know why I imagine Robian has red hair. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Why, why, do, why, why do I feel like I know she has red hair? I know. It, it probably did come up. I was like, oh. I no, I don't think it did. Uh, but also, oh, oh, the Duke has, oh, they used a really good word. Placid? Placid eyelids? Mm. Or something along those lines. Mm. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's a good word for that. I did like their description of the Duke, how they gave examples of why people thought he was so cold and scary and mm. um, his eyes looked like this similar to this mm-hmm. i like how they included that but man i was there like um don't just tell me that the room is narrow and depleted dilapidated just mm-hmm. like tell me like about the cracks in the walls like is it cobblestone is it um is it well lit? Are there are there torches? Are there candles? Yeah. What's the floor look like? Yeah, paint it. Like immerse me into this world. I don't want to be able to look around my room and still be here. <laughs> well, then we might need to modify the format a little bit in the future. Mm-hmm. If we do start encountering more florid descriptions of what's going on, uh, then we probably won't get as many chapters in. Mm, that's true. We'll see how it goes. If 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 we like really hit uh, a time barrier, maybe we should just maybe we should just read to an ending point, or maybe we should just watch through an arc uh, and read uh, through an arc. I I I like doing these small slices. Mm, that's true uh, because you get like not too big a sample of stuff that to remember mm-hmm. uh like i definitely wouldn't remember as many things about the production of the fandom as i do if we had watched like three episodes because we wouldn't watch three episodes well maybe that's a good thing no <laughs> I, I, I like i like being the the nitpicker <laughs> Someone, someone's got to do it, and if you don't want to, then I, I, I want to be the, uh, the the anal retentive one. Yeah, I was nitpicking. A little bit, yeah. Just not about like grammar and, um, 
a certain, yeah, I don't know. I'm a linguist, so it's not about, like, you know, how it's pronounced or how it's, it's about the message that's conveyed. But that's, but that is what it's about. It's about, like, finding those awkward, uh, like, moments that you kind of like, oh, that's, that's weird and funny. Then we should be reading MTL translated novels instead. Yeah, I'm down. Sure. No. Okay, never mind. We won't do the more fun thing. More fun thing? The more fun thing. You say that because you haven't read one. That's true. Can yeah. our... Okay, so this was our first <laughs> trial mm-hmm. random, but I also want to ex- experiment yeah. mm-hmm. with doing something that we both like and trying to introduce it to the other person and mm. having a discussion about why it's better because all as much as i like just talking about it mm-hmm. i want to show boo yeah well i want to yell at you well we, we are at the end or we're at least near the end of this episode so we should talk about these two pieces of media based on those two different uh metrics right mm. True. As a piece of as a piece of art on its own, and as a awkward, quirky uh, fan translation. Mm. Which one? Sure. Which one do you think is superior as the fan translation? The um, Happy Sugar Life anime. I think so too. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of gaps in the production, mostly in the backgrounds, uh, and something that I didn't mention this time around is you can tell that the actors were all. In different using places. different mics or... yeah their their audio quality is uh it's inconsistent yeah like no one sounds bad to my ear but uh you can tell <laughs> that they all used different microphones and they may have even used different software mm. uh to record <clears throat> themselves because they all sound a little bit different um whereas the uh yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to figure out what kind of curve to grade these on. Metrics, metrics. Yeah, we, we, we might need to actually like introduce a series of checkboxes and see how it goes. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah, but I, I agree. Happy Sugar Life, better fan work. Mm. Uh, which one do you think would be a more interesting just piece of media um, going forward? I would, I really like my Asian translated novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I am more compelled to watch the um, anime because mm-hmm. it's a this plot that I haven't um, heard of before. I really can't um, conceive how it's going to end. But with this Asian novel, it's pretty early days um, of my reading. I've read probably like 20 30 more probably more <laughs> similar to this so i can mm. kind of gauge how it's gonna go yeah mm. there's yeah that's why i really want to be introducing you to like the prime novels that i like reading Shh. yeah roscoe yeah. just made an appearance hey ross mm. roscoe quiet yeah. But, Someone made a noise in the hallway. Um, yeah, but that's mm-hmm. so um 
But that 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 I think kind of uneven footing is what makes the randomization so effective. So like we 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 rolled something that's pretty unremarkable, but because you have more context, you can I could be like, oh yeah, I think this is fine. I'd keep going, and you'd say no, <laughs> it's boring. Please, here's something better. Do you have any recommendations you'd give the audience for a story that's kind of like this, but you think is told more effectively? Mm. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called the re- the villainess. The villainess's revenge. No, what is it? Revenge. Uh, come back to me. Hold on. Okay. Wait. Give me a sec. Okay, I'm going to fill some space here by explaining the fact that right now I am petting a dog. Well, I say our dog, Tiffany's dog, Roscoe, the dog that Tiffany permits me to live with, <laughs> um, who is so darn cute, and he knows it, so he gets away with a lot of stuff, like barking at the neighbors for no reason. Isn't that right, Roscoe? Oh. <laughs> um, hmm. I guess one that I can think of. It's not the one that it's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> but uh the villainess uh reverses the hourglass. Uh I'll just do a quick read of the synopsis. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Why? No, I won't even read the synopsis. Just say, based on your, on your on your experience, it does this, but better, right? Leave it to the audience to like go and read and figure out their opinions. Cool. Just like I'm not gonna say that this show is very similar to a couple other kind of edge lord series. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to synopsize the entirety of ReZero uh, because uh, it's just this idea, but in a different context. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more video gamey, a lot more high fantasy. That's what you think. It's yes. not, though. ReZero. It's okay. The end. Goodbye. This is the <laughs> end of the podcast. This is how we, this is how we conclude episode one. <laughs> Join us next time where we talk about something else. Can, yes. Hopefully the next one will be us talking, trying a different approach and seeing how it works too. Oh yeah, we have we have a, a ton of stuff to experiment with. Mm. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Love you, Katie. Toodles. <laughs>